okay, let it be known. I'm working hard when I ain't on the phone. This ain't a hunt, this ain't a phone. Grind never stopping, I'm keeping it cold. Unlocking the door with the holy key. You supposed to be this close to me, and hopefully, you understand. G.O.D. made me this cold, and I'm talking like no degrees. What's good? It needed to be said, crew, man. It's your boy Tyree Kill, a.k.a. The Cheetah, man. I'm the best-looking man in the world, but I'm sitting here with my co-host, Julius Collins. Julius, how you feeling this episode, dog? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Episode 7, man. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Man, look, I just got to say this, dog. For all the viewers, to all the listeners out there, dog, I just want to say thank you so much for Mm -hmm. supporting us, man. We came a long way, bro. For sure. We came sure. a long way, bro. So with that being said, we just want to say thank you guys so much. We're grateful for this platform. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for life, dog. Mm-hmm. And you guys just keep showing us love. And we're going to continue to put out the motherfucking best content you've ever seen in your motherfucking life. But anyways, man, we got a special guest today, dog. Yes, sir. Yeah, we got a special guest. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like he don't need no intro, dog, because he <laughs> is the intro. Huh? What's good? Your boy destroying the cut, man. Yes, Appreciate sir, you having me D. on the podcast, man. I've been, mm-hmm. you know, tuning into the episodes. My dog, first uh, football player, YouTuber, podcaster now. Shit, what's next? What's next, dog? What but any, next? anyways, bro, I just want to say thank you for coming through, bro. Of course, it's, it's late as hell and we doing this, bro. So hey, we work. <laughs> that's love right there, dog. We work. It's hey, this man right here stay working, man. But how you feeling, dog? I feel good, bro. I feel amazing. We just took a couple of henny shots before we started, so that boy kind of loose, ready to get the conversation. <laughs> you feel loose. me? Hey, that how y'all boy, boys feeling? Feel good, man. Julius, how you feeling, dog? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I, I was gonna tell my story about my ride over here, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm say that for later, bro. <laughs> that was crazy, but now nah, I'm feeling good, man. I'm, I'm ready to get this thing rolling, bro. Go ahead, man. So what's going on, man? Mister Destroying, talk to us a little bit about, man. Tell the people man. where you from. What you stand for, your heritage, bet, bet, how bet. that made you into who you are today. Well, I was born in Limon, Costa Rica, Central American country. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful mom and dad. I got an older sister, older brother. Lived there till I was seven. You know, went to school, played a lot of soccer growing up. Um, I feel like just being born there and being raised up in that type of environment kind of gave me perspective. Mm-hmm. I moved to the United States when I was seven. To Miramar, Florida, which ain't too far from here. I don't yeah. know if you acclimated with Florida yet. About, about 10 minutes from about here. About 10 minutes. Yeah, we <laughs> passed my grandma's house on the way. Oh, we, we passed my grandma's house on the way. Moved into my grandma and grandpa's house, you know. You stop and spoke to your grandma? No, nah, not tonight. It's too late. She's sleeping right now. Yeah, she sleep. She sleep, bro. She see what I'm saying, grandma? I'm going to see you while I'm down right here. by your house. I'm going to see you while I'm down here. We try to make some time and we had to be here. She ain't <laughs> baked the cookies for him tonight. That's what it was. Man, so now I moved in with my... Grandpa and grandma, my whole family came up. My dad kind of built his relationship with uh, his dad, who he didn't have in his life growing up. So, you know, we kind of saw a new opportunity, new life out here in America. Um, my mom, she worked hard. My dad, he worked hard. My brother and sister, they all worked hard. And they all kind of provided these great opportunities for me, which I'm trying to take full advantage of, you know, doing a YouTube thing. Played sports in high school, played football. First touched football when I was 14, actually. Um, then I got a scholarship, went to UCF. And then, I don't know, change of events happened, and I ended up sticking to YouTube. So, so if you don't mind, I, I would want to touch on that a little bit. You say your mom, your dad, yeah. you know, all, all of those people mm-hmm. are people who who worked hard, right? Yeah. You know, do you believe in your heart that you you learned from them? You know, Oh, yeah. Like, like, the amount of sacrifices they made, bro. Like, my dad was unemployed for a while. My mom, she handled, like, the bills for a while. And, like, as a man, I know that's a, a Big pressure, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, they never folded. I never saw in their face, like, they never showed the emotions. Obviously, it was going through a lot of things, but they always they always showed me just keep working hard, keep your head down, keep believing in yourself, and, you know, God going to work out. So I always see my parents as a great example that you just always got to keep pushing, always got to keep working, and, you know, there's a light at the end of the road. Right. Now, you, you, you tried to summarize your life up in, like, 35 words, right? Yeah. You I went to podcast. You oh, came from Costa yeah. Rica to yeah. <laughs> elementary to middle school That's to high school fast. to UCF yeah. to YouTube. We sensation. can break it down. We can yeah, break it down. We gotta break it down. That's what we do on here. So uh, let's let, let's focus in on uh, growing up. Like, yep. when did you fall in love with American football? Because mm. we know you played organized kickball yeah. first, right? <laughs> organized, you, organized kickball. You better put some respect you play on football. <laughs> on football, you better that's, put that's, some respect on that, it. That's man. what I call soccer. Organized, oh. organized kickball, right? You got to put some respect on it, man. Football is the number one sport in the world. Correct. 
Correct. Number one in the world. I give you it to you. I got to give you to that. But, That's true. But you in America now. This is America's sport is football. You know, isn't it supposed Tackle. to be baseball? Man, I'm not hearing none of that. America's <laughs> favorite pastime them days yeah. past, brother. The war is over. <laughs> man, we're talking yeah, about today. We're talking about today, <laughs> yeah. sir. I feel like I started playing football when I was 14. It's, mm-hmm. It was a while. I played soccer most of my life growing up. Right. My goal was to be like a pro soccer player. I came to America, played travel soccer, played rec soccer, played all that. My parents spent the money. They took me on the trips, the tournaments, to all that. But like you said, it's not America's sport. So making it here is a lot different than in any other countries. Right. You go overseas, you go South America, anything like that. They got academies, and they, like, breed these kids from, like, age six to be pros. Messi, Ronaldo, all them. So, uh... Basically found out about the sport of football when I was 14. My best friend lived next door. He played basketball. My dog, Troy, shout out. King Troy, my dog. He should be here right now. Well, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, he kind of showed me the game, and we would play sports and do all types of shit after school. And one day, school started, and he was like, ah, I'm going to go to practice. I'm like, what you mean practice, bro? We supposed to be hooping. We would hoop up the street and all that. He's like, nah, I got football practice, bro. Like, you should come try out. Come see what the game's about. Like, man, I see motherfuckers knocking heads and all that, concussions, broken backs and all that. Yeah, big boy sport, man. Big boy. I'm like, (laughs) dumb nigga sport at the time. So I wasn't really entertaining it like that. But eventually I got bored. He was like, bro, just come out, bro. They taking you people. Come out. Try to play receiver. Obviously, my focus was my feet, so I didn't have hands like that. So the tryouts ain't go that well. But at the end of tryouts, all my teammates and all my classmates and everything knew I played soccer. Right. And the coach was like, oh, who know how to kick a football? We looking for a kicker. We don't got nobody. Shit, they just put the ball on the tee. Just took a few steps back, booted that hole, and then the coach was like, yeah, you, you are a kicker. We ain't even telling the varsity coach about you. You're going to be our kicker. So ever since then, that's how it kind of got started. That's crazy, bro, because when I watch you and then just being around you, bro, I was like, this dude athletic as hell, bro. I know. <laughs> you know, why is he a kicker? So that story, what you just told us, is why. Exactly, yeah. And even in high school, too, bro, they was always telling me, bro, play receiver, play this, play that, play that. But I kind of figured that I could have a future in what I'm doing and I could get a scholarship. Schools could look at me, pay for my education. Mm-hmm. And I just ain't want to ruin it because – First off, our team was hot ass, garbage, terrible. Like, in my whole four years, I probably won like four or five games of football. You couldn't tackle at least? I could tackle. I played a couple snaps a corner. Uh And on like kick return, punt return, stuff like that, I was making tackles. But I just, I didn't know no playbook. I didn't know none of what was going on. So I just stuck to kicking, knew what I did, what I knew best. That's crazy, bro. I was always wondering that, like, how did this brother go? <laughs> this black yeah, it's go not a lot him. of us doing it, bro. You go know the, him. you know another brother yeah, that's doing it. Yeah, yeah I do. So, yeah, Marquette, he's about the only one, man. So, now let's fast forward to UCF. Yep. Like, tell us about your mm. time in, um, at uh, UCF. So, UCF was great. Uh, coming out of my senior year, obviously, a lot of kickers don't really get recruited like that. The way kickers get recruited is kind of like a monopoly. There's, like, a few uh, camps that, you know, obviously – White parents pay for all their kids to go to. And the more of these camps you go to, the higher you get ranked in the whole kicking world. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't have the money. They didn't have the funds. So I only ended up going to two camps. But the two camps that I went to, I showed out. I showed what I could do. And I got ranked the 11th kicker and 13th punter in the nation. So UCF kind of got a hold of that. They saw me. I had a few, like, walk-on offers and stuff like that, D2, D1AA, like shit like that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I didn't know much about the recruitment. My parents didn't know much about the recruitment. So we really ain't know what to do. Eventually, I heard word that there was, like, a UCF camp. And it was really a skills camp, bro. Mm-hmm. I showed up. I was like, fuck it. I'm just get my foot in the door, go there, show that I could do what I do, kicked. There was really, like, three kickers there, bro. Mm-hmm. And then Coach O'Leary at the time, who was the coach, he saw me kicking. He's like, man, I like you. Where's your dad at? Let me go talk to him. Talk to my pops. He's like, yeah, I like your son. I, I want him to come to my school. And after that, UCF kind of heavily got into recruiting me. Um, they ended up offering me a scholarship as soon as I showed up. First day of fall camp. Right. So he said, you walk on the first day you come on. You don't got to earn a starting job. You don't got to do this and that. We believe in you. We know what you could do. And you'll be put on scholarship first day. So, shit, I ended up enrolling at UCF 2015, right at fall camp. And, boy, fall camp. You know about fall camp, bro. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Bro, <laughs> bro was crazy. But, but let's just talk about that, bro. Coming from Costa Rica, correct? Yeah. Coming from Costa Rica, earning a, a scholarship at a – at a power five, mm-hmm. well, probably not a power five. They, hey, they power five now. They big twelve now. Well, well, let's just say big okay, 12. power five school. <laughs> like, what's going through your head, bro? Like it was crazy. How does it feel, it, man? It, it was definitely. It's got to be a huge accomplishment bro, for you and was, your family. It was dog. a blessing. Very surreal. Um, 
I'm kind of nonchalant about stuff. You ask any of my friends and family and stuff, I don't really celebrate too much, but I knew the magnitude of what I just did, and I just wanted to take full advantage of it. Um, I was blessed, bro. I was very blessed. By it. My family supported me. They came to all the games. They saw everything, and um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't really let my people down. Like, I had such a great opportunity, mm-hmm. and they sacrificed so much moving to the country, uprooting their whole life, and, like, I wouldn't say I'm the meal ticket, but, like, you know, I'm I'm the one that's kind of doing the best right now. I have the best opportunity, so I just didn't want to let my family down. Mm-hmm. So your time at UCF, obviously you're a college athlete, mm-hmm. right? So you had to make that transition from high school to college. Yep. So pre-scholarship <laughs> yeah. going out the yeah. window, but you taking off, mm-hmm. you know, with social media, mm-hmm. what was that collegiate experience like? Like, was it a cultural shock Coming from where you come from, which oh, you're yeah. bringing. What, talk about that cultural shock a little bit. For I feel like it. I was kind of more used to the American system at the time because, mm-hmm. one, every day throughout my high school career, I'd sit there with my homies, gym class, first period. We'd watch college highlights all day. Mm-hmm. We'd watch the run out the tunnels. We'd watch, like, the game celebrations, like, all that. And we was always like, bro, I want to be there. I'm gonna keep working, and I want to be there. So, so y'all didn't watch actual football. Y'all just watched celebrations. I mean, we what? No, we did. Celebrations. We did. No, we did. But like you know the the, the high, highlights, pump ups, and like the stuff like that with the music, you know, shit. Like it was cool. It got you excited, right? It got me pumped up for the day. You know what I'm saying? The same shit. Youngins <laughs> watch before the game, like. You don't watch no highlights for your game, bro? Uh, you watch your own highlights? <laughs> I don't watch nothing. Dog. Music, nothing? Nah. He want to be so similar. <laughs> <laughs> I meditate for the game, my boy. Uh, Shit. Well, with me, we, we used to watch highlights and everything, so I kind of was ready for the moment, but still getting there was different. Because, mm-hmm. like, like I told you, I got in right the day before fall camp started. I got a question, though. Who highlights were you watching? I was watching <laughs> Al Tyron <Horford>. Matthew. <laughs> He's the best. Tyron yeah, Matthew, Honey Badger. I was watching uh, – Tavon Austin highlights. Ooh, that's, um, a that's a good one right there. Mm-hmm. The Anthony Thomas highlights. They just had a bunch of like the best plays in college football. None right. of your shit. Boy, nah, I, I gotta follow that up. <laughs> I gotta follow that up. I gotta. Why in the hell are you watching them highlights and you the kicker? Bro, because you got to have that spirit, bro. You got to have the energy, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, I right. was the type of kicker like, bro, that would go kicker. out there and boot the shit and I'd make the tackle. Okay. So, you feel me? I had a 65-yard fake punt run to the crib, touchdown. Mm. You know, I've been in the end zone a couple of times. I had a few tackles. And by then, you, know, you had done practice enough celebrations and watched on YouTube. Feel me? Yeah, yeah he, I, I, I was he ready. had done watched Table already. in Austin. He knew that moment was coming. He knew that moment was coming. I was ready, man. You're supposed to be watching people like Adam Vinatieri. Picking yeah, highlights man. are Fucking boring, bro. Even Pat my own, McAfee, guys Even like my that. own highlight tape is just kicks. Like, how many kickers can you watch in a row of the same shit? Every kickoff going to be a touchback. Every field going to be through the uprights. Like, but I'm saying though, like think about it in in Adam Vinatieri's biggest moments, like right mm-hmm. in, yeah. in crucial moments, playoffs. It's snowing, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that don't get you going like a little bit. Yeah, it does. Like, but that it can send you home. It or does. That can send you but to the next it don't round. get me the it don't get me the same way as like a 99 yard kickoff return or something. Like, By a position the crowd that you going don't crazy. Play. Hey, I'm gonna have to tackle this ass. So I'm studying <laughs> film. You feel me? That's real. That's real. I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't. I'm not letting the kicker tackle me never <laughs> in life, dog. Why Marquette tackled hey, you, though? I'm, I'm never. Why Marquette uh-oh. tackled you, My though? rookie year, ask Marquette what I did to him, what dog. Did, what happened? Come on, bro. You Come tell on. us. He not here. 70 yards to the crib, dog. Rookie year. Damn. Crowd going, Tyree, Tyree. Come on. What'd he do? He he pull up, perform, and he show out, dog. Mm, huh? Thursday night football. Damn, Kit. Come on, bro. I didn't mean to bring that. You not tackling me, Marquette not tackling me, ain't nobody tackling me, bro. Remember, <laughs> hey, it needed to be said, so I'm saying it on this podcast. Ain't nobody tackling right, me, bro. Talk your shit, man. Them kickers, they're going to listen to this and just be licking their chops, oh, waiting on the tackle. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, it is one kicker that can tackle real good in the league, though. Who, right, who that right, is? The dude right. from the Raiders. Mm. The punter, I believe. AJ Cole? What, what's their punter name? I think it's AJ Cole. I ain't going to lie, but he hit our punt returner so Smack hard last year. Ooh, <laughs> smack him. Hey, put on for our kickers and punters, man. Hey. Put him on his Hope back. that shit. <laughs> yeah. But I was, it was a cultural shock, bro. And like, like any football player knows, 
for me, high school football was easy. One, because mm-hmm. I was a star as a kicker. People would come to the to the games to kind of watch me kick. Like they knew I had a future. They knew I was gonna go somewhere. So <laughs> it's crazy, oh, bro. Oh, oh, watch my highlights, though. <laughs> watch my highlights, though. You just said you don't watch kicking highlights, but you want us to watch your highlights because they was turned. <laughs> Make it make sense. They like, was turned. What? Friday night lights turned into everybody going to the game to watch. Yes, the I I found that yes, hard bro. to believe. So we we showing up to watch you kick thirty yard field goals. Yeah. Crazy as hell. But you, but you said your team was kind of trash, it right? Was exactly. So they didn't have nothing else to look forward so to. So you just did a lot of kickoff and punts. Kickoffs, punts. So the, yeah, pretty the, much. the town shut down to come watch you do a punt. No, nah, I didn't say the town. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to tell me the town shut down to watch you do Everybody a punt shut or a down. Kickoff. Everybody had you on flyers. Not a field goal the, because the they community scored, not of the extra PSL point, High bro. School. So there was other schools that was way better than that. So the cheerleaders cheered for you. They knew when it was kicking time. They knew what was up. So the cheerleaders cheered for you. They knew what was up. They cheered for the other team. Team too, right? No. Well, your teammates. Why would they cheer for the other team? The, your teammates. I'm sorry, your teammates. Oh yeah, they knew what was up. Yeah. So they was there, they was gonna be there cheering anyway, not just for you. They knew what was up. Bro. I'm just trying to figure out how you said the people would show up. Just so what you cheer. saying is there was people coming <laughs> to the game and they knew that I had a future and they knew I had potential and they wanted to see me perform. So nobody you else on your, on your team had potential or they had potential, but nobody really went nowhere. What 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 year was this? 2015 2015, 2015 high school graduates As Anybody as, who's as on the varsity uh, As Troy uh, as <laughs> I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna cap I have no reason Port, Lake, Port St. Lucie right? Port St. Lucie yeah. Port You St. sure St. just said school. Y'all was trash in high school And man. y'all know Somebody we was garbage no, Y'all no, no, know we was garbage Don't say we You said you was the highlight They came to see you They came to see the you teammates, Y'all was Nobody trash. else David Ruffin and the Temptations Nobody else Just you Bro we had like 25 26 people on our team bro it was bad. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, we won one or two then. games. Yeah, yeah that's, that's terrible. Small. Nobody wanted to play. We had fucking band niggas trying to come out and play. Like yeah, that's how bad it was. Yeah, they did come see you kick. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. that he good. Made right. He made right. right. He made right. Come on now. I wouldn't care, yeah. bro. I wouldn't care. So you was in band too, though? Nah, I wasn't oh, in band. Okay. Nah. I wish. It's a cool extracurricular, but nah, I wasn't in band. Yeah. I want to play the drums or something. So how did you how did you navigate that cultural shock though? Um Definitely talking to my family a lot, talking to a lot of friends. It was actually dope because my best friend, he actually played high school football with me my senior year. Time he out again. up to Orlando. So your best friend was trash too? I ain't going to say he was trash, but he mm. know I'll beat him. <laughs> I was better than him. <laughs> this wow. man, uh This man is a Hall of Fame instigator, bro. <laughs> so I'm just kick- asking a question. So the kicker is the best player on the team. Yep. That's wild, bro. We had a baseball player playing quarterback, so that just tells you. Mm. Wasn't that good Offense didn't really move nowhere He was just a dual sport athlete bro Like Single sport I don't know about football (laughs) (laughs) To the quarterback that graduated with him Yeah I don't know where he's at He was trash too bro I don't know where he I don't know where he at Hopefully he's doing his thing I ain't gonna say his name I ain't gonna blast him But you know Hopefully he's doing his thing But It was kind of a culture shock Um Talked to a lot of friends. My best friend, he moved up there with me, so I had him to kind of talk to. Obviously, there was freshmen that was coming in as well, too, so we all was kind of going through it. Mm-hmm. And it's better to go through something like that, so impactful and so kind of stressful as a group instead of just one. So mm-hmm. we all kind of went through it, bro. It was crazy, though. I will say it was a lot of days I woke up, looked in the mirror, because I had a mirror right outside my door right before I left my dorm. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, do I want to do this shit, bro? It was times I even called my mom. She's like, just stick, stick with it. Right. Keep doing it. It's going to be worth it. And this is just fall camp anyway, so it's gonna be over eventually. You're gonna be playing eventually, so right, yeah. And you got to put that work in, dog. No, hundred percent. I see. What was your fall camps like? I, I imagine it was. I love. Easy for I you. love football, bro. Yeah, so this is what I do, man. Like, yeah. Any, any chance I get a chance to just line up against my dude and just defeat him every time. That's what I love. What for. helped you get through camp? What was like? I like I said, Did bro. As a, as a kid, bro, I, I grew up playing football my whole life, bro, and. I, I live, yeah. eat, and I die this shit, bro. But, like, Every camp day. is different, bro. Camp Especially is so, college, they want to break you down. It's, it's so fun. They want to so take fun. you through the mud. Nigga. That's what they I wanna, want, bro. I love working. I love the work, bro. Like, I love that's why grinding. You're that's why you're here, bro. That's why I'm here, bro. So, I never back down from no chance. So, my fall football camp. Yeah, what was yours like? It was non-existent. Played basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Played basketball. Didn't yeah. want to be touched. Didn't want to be hit. Hey, man. <laughs> Damn. What, what position you play? You was point guard, shooting guard? Point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see you ain't score no points. Like Man, was out there built like to. Kyle Lowry. I lock you down, though. I saw, I saw you play DDG. And what happened? Trash. Both of y'all. On me, it was a little you, YouTube, you, you, man. You, you it it trash, can be YouTube, bro. but y'all That's, was trash, though. Yeah. We, was, we got a court out back, right? Reed. 
All right. Will I lock this man down? You, all right. I ain't gonna lie. Both of y'all play good defense, though. All right. I like you. Down, I'm a bro. defensive player. I the score was, gonna be zero. The, the score gonna be zero, 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 zero the whole game. The score gonna be zero zero the whole game. You want to score? Nah, not really. I nah, I just want to play defense. We are gonna score first. That's gonna. This man cold at basketball. I don't know. Have you always hooped or like? I always hoop, bro. Yeah. If you was taller, you would play basketball over football. Nah, football. That boy was like, nah, nah, bro. So, so. You UCF, yeah. They yes, gave sir. you a chance, yes, sir. Then they took it away from you, yes, sir. Because essentially, what you were doing is what NCAA has done today. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit now, about you being the face, legal. Yeah, bro. Let's oh, talk about you yeah, being it's crazy. just the whole soldier boy of this situation. Because <laughs> you the first to ever do it, do, yeah, do this yeah. shit, anyways, bro. For so, real, I ain't never had no one call me the soldier boy. That's kind of hard. <laughs> you were, you yeah. were. Mr. NIL yeah. deal Mr. before, before it, yeah. it even became a concept. Obviously, there was other people that came behind me that did things to help with the decision that was made. But mm-hmm. I think mine was the most cultural and the most relevant and the more like social media is a big thing. Yeah. I started making videos on social media. I started earning a following and I started building kind of a brand. Then mm-hmm. the NCAA kind of saw that. And it wasn't even, bro, I didn't even make that much money. I didn't grow that much on social media. It was just kind of on their radar. And I don't even think the NCAA was the people who was alerted. It was kind of our um, compliance office. Mm-hmm. They saw what I was doing. and Somebody snitched on you, huh? Yeah. They were That's like, hey, uh, we got to talk about your channel because if you're making money, then uh, it's it's going to be illegal and we're going to kind of investigate you and talk to the NCAA on see how you could play. And at first, I tried to cap. I was like, nah, I'm not making no bread. I'm not making, you know, I'm just making videos, whatever. That's right. it. And then they told me, oh, well, later on, if we find out that you are making money, then you would be counted as like a professional or like your amateur status is done. So if we win any games and we had a non-amateur and a professional player playing on our team, then we got a four for every game. Wow. And that crazy. was the year that they were undefeated. Wow. So if I wouldn't have said shit and I would have kept playing and they would have found out at the end, Auto I would have got my ass junk. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so why did you start your YouTube page? Like what really motivated you? I feel like go the direction. the whole social media and camera thing was kind of foreign development. Even when I was younger, I told you I played soccer growing up. and My dad was a big supporter of me playing soccer. He would show up with like a camcorder, record the games and things like that, keep them on the little video recorders. Then eventually he bought me a camera. I started filming stuff. I was in love with Call of Duty at the time, too. I was probably 12. I'd play like 16 hours a day. And I never had no recording software to record my gameplay, so I'd download other people's shit and just edit it. No, it was an era, bro. I was a nerd back then, bro. Oh, I sure hope that number ain't accurate. 16, <laughs> no, for real. During the summer, hell yeah. You could ask any kid my age, bro. Look at him. He's nodding back there, yeah. Bro, 16 Modern Warfare 2 was the game of the fucking millennium, nigga. Call Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. I've been trick shine, quick scope man for 16 hours, dude. Bro, you could keep going forever, bro. You could presti- Look, it would go, you'd go to level 1 through 70, and then you'd prestige, and it'd be 10 levels? prestiges. And there's 10 and then there's levels after that? I'm, I'm not finna yeah. sit down and play no games for that. Bruh, level, it bro. was addicting. It was like crack. It got so bad that my dad, they'd go to sleep. I'd still be on the game. They'd wake up for work at like 5 and I'm still on it. So they would cut the Wi-Fi off at like 2 a.m. Bruh had a and problem. And cut it back on at like 6. <laughs> so I'd go to sleep at 2, wake up at 6, and get back on the game. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It was it was, f- bro, it was like culture, bro. I know y'all boomers don't get it because y'all a little old. But at the end of the day, it's it's it was the culture back then. Everybody played the game. See, Black that's why you young, That's why y'all young. Y'all social skills are, are, are not fully I developed. Yet. I think my social because skills because you live life on social media. You don't know how to have a, a conversation. That is true. I will say that is true. But at the same time, <laughs> gotta you got to have a balance. Yeah, you got to have a balance. You got to talk to people. Get outside. I true. did do my getting outside. I was playing basketball and stuff with the homies, but we was on that game heavy, boy. So it kind of started there. Played the game. I would download other people's stuff, kind of edit it. That's kind of how I got my start with the whole YouTube upload footage on there. I was actually like an editor for a lot of big clans, what they call as clans as groups mm-hmm. of people that get together and play the game. So I started editing. Then eventually I got to high school. I started playing football for real. I dropped the game. And me and the homies, my next door neighbor, and another dude we had, we just make skits and shit like that and post them to Facebook, MySpace, whatever was popping at the time. And then I took a break again. I got to college and kind of picked it back up. So, hmm. videos and YouTube was kind of always in my life, man. So when UCF approached you, mm-hmm. <laughs> they gave did they give you the the decision mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, if you yeah. stop making your content, 
which is essentially stop stop employment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Or we're going to snatch your scholarship. Yeah. Basically, that's what they told me. Yeah. How did you, I was, or what went into the decision for you to say, you know what? So, the first day. Do what you got to do. They investigated my social media for like six weeks. Mm-hmm. They went on every Instagram post, every comment, every YouTube post, every comment, every tweet, like everything. They went all my analytics. They saw every single dollar, every cent, every penny, everything I made. So they knew from top to bottom what was going on. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. So they was kind of, what I hated about the whole process is like, they would kind of tease me. They're like, oh, yeah, we talking to the NCAA. It's looking good. It's looking good. We're going we gonna to get you playing. We're going to get you to be able to do both. Then a week later, they'd come back and say, ah, oh, well, they're not budging. They say they want to do this. They want to do that. But we're going to come back with them at this. So. It kind of make me feel like it's going to happen. And then after the NCAA, like I said, compliance was kind of our bridge of conversation. After they talked to the NCAA and came back, compliance was always like, nah, we can't make nothing shake. And they actually came up to me at a point. I was posting videos, and from the beginning of the process, I told people, hey, I might not be eligible. They're investigating. So while I'm posting videos, while I'm continuing my employment, they try to come to me and say, hey, while this is going on, can you stop? Could you put a standstill on your videos? Can you not post nothing? Because... You know, it's it's making it tougher for us. I'm like, at the end of the day, if y'all motherfuckers mark me ineligible, I'm basically shutting down my business. I have nothing to fall back on. I have no bread to pay for rent, nothing. So, like, y'all are telling me to stop. And at the end of the day, I don't know what the judgment is going to be. Right. So, I continue to do my thing. I actually made a video where I told them that I'm not going to stop that shit. I'm going to keep running my shit up. Mm-hmm. You're so hard-headed. <laughs> I know. I know. So hard-headed, bro. Part of my decision kind of went into a little bit of hard-headedness. Like, I know I'm not doing nothing wrong. Like, I'm I'm inspiring people, motivating people. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of content kind of showcasing behind-the-scenes life and, and at college. Like, a lot of kids will hit me up like, bro, I want to work and get to college now. Like, you showing me, like, there's more to this football shit. You know what I'm saying? So, part of it was the hard-headedness, and part of it was also knowing that if I put my all to this and I really work towards this, like what could I accomplish right now? I'm doing it whenever I have free time. And you know, in college you don't get a lot of free time, right. especially as an athlete. So, right. Yeah. Right. So my question to you is, um, who helped you make the, the big decision yeah. or, you know, who? it was a little, a little bit of everybody, bro. I talked to my parents, they were involved. I talked to my best friend. He helped me with it, a lot of videos at the time. I talked to friends, teammates roommates like it was a collective getting everybody's opinions but at the end of the day one thing well two things one thing that really stuck to me that my parents said was at the end of the day son whether you pick your scholarship or you pick your youtube channel we're gonna love you no matter what you're gonna always be our son we're gonna always support you you. here right now baby exactly Mm -hmm. and then the second thing was my best friend's dad who my dog Troy, the the one you said was garbage. No, you said he was garbage <laughs> in high school. Actually, you, you said, said this that. man came from Costa Rica <laughs> to Port St. Lucie just to be trash. That was you. I, ain't, I don't know what his name well, is again. I ain't gonna say it. No See, more. I don't no. know him. That's your boy. <laughs> so now his dad would talk to us and say, "Like, imagine you guys are just doing this here and there. Imagine if you put your time and your effort and everything into this. Like, what could y'all accomplish? Right? You're doing bare minimum right now. You're making fifteen hundred, two grand a month. Imagine right. if you really work for this shit." Right. So I took those two things really to heart, and I kind of knew. A lot of people don't realize this, but I kind of I studied marketing, so I know mm-hmm. what goes into things, and I knew if I was to make that decision. Just off of me announcing that the NCAA was investigating, a lot of big news outlets picked it up, like mm-hmm. ESPN, uh, Good Morning America, Sports Center, like a lot of different shit like that. So if they really made that decision and kicked me out of school, I knew it would give me a big kickstart to my career. It would give me so much organic gave marketing. Me a boost. yep. So it it eventually did, but you know I I did pick my YouTube channel and I ain't looked back since, man. So I I want to dive into the content because you know I'm sure you've talked about this before, but and I know you've more than likely talked about it on YouTube, but I really want to dig into the de- the because the devil are in the details, yeah. right? So and I also want people to understand when they're watching this, like this is just this was not you, you know, giving a middle finger to UCF mm-hmm. or the NCAA or whatever. It was you making a conscious decision to choose you yeah. and not to be marginalized and put in a box mm-hmm. and to be basically unemployed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Self-employed. So the the content that you were posting, was it of you in a UCF uniform or you on the field or anything of that nature? So to be honest, a lot of it was not in a UCF uniform, but my life was involved in a lot of UCF stuff. So right. whether it was me Going in the indoor, like, late at night, getting some kicks in, working on what I had to. Um, 
I know during training camp, I had a little series where I had my GoPro and stuff, and I had to vlog me, like, going to locker room change and stuff like that. So I guess that was right. UCF-based, but at the end of the day, I had content where I was just chilling with the homies. I did skits with my boy, like, right. receivers be like, cornerbacks be like. Um, there was even a video that, for some reason, the NCAA was anal about. Right. And at the time, I was dating this girl and went to the beach, and I took a football with me, and we was throwing it around. And they're like, oh, you can't depict yourself as a uh, athlete as a football player so you can't go to the beach and you can't throw the ball around with your girlfriend you were a football player at the time right yeah so that that was specifically on the documents like that example so i don't know why they were so fixated on that but yeah apparently the the reason i asked because again the devil in the details Mm -hmm. still today athletes and collegiate athletes can't be can't be paid for on the field play right Mm -hmm. right you weren't posting content no. from games. No. You Nowhere weren't posting contents in the UCF jersey. Nowhere near. At practice or anything, cooking or anything that they actually make money off the the, the collegiate Nowhere athletes near. for, right? There was times where I would vlog my day going to class and, like, skateboarding around campus. It's raining and, like, showing the student union. Just things like that. It was never no game film. No. Right. Nothing. Even the practice stuff was me on my own time, mm-hmm. on my own effort, going to the indoor late at night, 10, right. 11 p.m., and just kicking field goals and right. just kind of. See, I don't see no harm in that, though. There right. was no harm at all. Right. And that's why, that's why we wanted to highlight it to show that it wasn't on the field play, that he was posting. The content wasn't him in the game kicking a yep. field goal or a punt return. Right. It was just his everyday vlogging mm-hmm. life. Right? My, my biggest thing is, let's say I was an engineering student or – an art student or something, and I decided to create my own gallery or create my own engineering firm and take the things I'm learning, which I was studying Mm -hmm. marketing at the time, take the engineering or the art that I'm learning and creating a business out of that. I feel like those departments would praise me for that. They'd be like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is a model student. We want more people like him. You're taking what you're learning from this college and applying it to life and building something out of it. Right. Why was that looked at differently? Because I had a number on my back. Because I had a jersey name on the top of my jersey. True. So, yeah, it was very innocent stuff. It was me yeah. just living life. I don't know. Filming, documenting life, and the NCAA couldn't get their hands in the pie, so they, they didn't like I, it. I look at it like that, too, though. You know, NCAA probably, money Money drives a lot of things. NCAA probably was like, look, we already give you a scholarship, so that's all you need. And they give you that $30 a week work study. Man, shit, man. <laughs> they gave us something called cost of attendance, which was probably like, Eight sixteen hundred dollars every semester. You know, a semester is like three four months. Mm-hmm. Right, that ain't really shit, bro. Yeah, they'll pay for our housing. Yeah, they'll give us food, which is not the best. But at the end of the day, what is one supposed to do with like that amount of bread? So not only did they take your scholarship, they also fed you trashy food. Yes, bro. Was, you pay ass, your alumni bro. fees, man. I ain't graduated, I, I so I got to pay none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't graduated, so ain't no fees attached. <laughs> so y'all got to pay alumni fees when y'all leave school. They want you to it's when you thing, graduate. Yeah. They want you to oh, when you leave. So they did take your money for four years. You leave, you're gone. So they still want more. That's, that's crazy. How, that's how they make Dang. the school. Better See, it's a difference say. between wanting and actually getting. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> real. <laughs> that's real. That's real. So, so you move on, you know, after UCF, you know, um, and then you begin to make videos. Sure. You know, how was that? You know, how was it was that tough, bro. Even even just the decision by itself was a tough period because when I made the decision. Like, it was weird because my coaching staff was very supportive at the time. Scott Frost and his gang, they were very supportive. They loved what I was doing. They were like, man, we love how you capture all these memories, and we love how you're so creative with the content. Like, we love this. I remember we had a bowl game, and I captured the whole experience. Obviously, not gameplay or nothing, but just mm-hmm. going to the hotel, going to the dinners, and, like, the different activities they had. And they saw them videos. Coaches was even on the film, like, involved in it. And they were glad when they saw themselves. But then once the decision came down to it, Remember the day I told them I'm, I am I quit and I'm ineligible. They all brought me in the office. They had a meeting, and it was like one seat right here in front of the coach's desk, and then it was like all the coaches all around. I'm like, damn, what's going on? They're like, hey, Dele, hey sit down. We got to talk to you. I'm like, all right, um, what's going on? They're like, yeah, well, we see what you're doing, and we've been told you to stop doing that shit. What? I'm like, bro, I thought you guys were supportive. And they're like, no, nah, we told you to stop doing that. I mean, You're putting yourself in front of the team. <laughs> At the end of the day, we have jobs, careers. We got to put food on the table. So you on your own with this shit. I'm like, damn, I thought y'all had my back. I mean, but time. you know what that's about, though. Like, mm-hmm. It's bread. I already they got know. in trouble. I already yeah, know. They, they got in trouble. And the thing that the coach said is like, you know, I support you. I help you. But when we got NCAA trying to come sniff around and do this and that, then exactly. we can't. There it is. You feel me? 
There it is. So I get it. They had to do what they do. Um, um, but you, when you say Scott Foster, you mean a guy Scott that Frost. came from from Nebraska? Nebraska, right? yeah, he's back in Nebraska now. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Man. I wonder what he's doing. I'd like to check in on him, just be like, yo, look what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah, you should go check in on him. Say, Coach, you know what? I'm going to come do a video yeah, at your real school. Shit. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> real doing big shit. things now. Huh? So, do you ever go back? Have uh, you ever I've, went back to UCF and did so, any content and met with some of those individuals? I'm glad you actually said yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about it. Should. Yeah. So, I did go back when the event was kind of recent. Because mm-hmm. one thing Coach Frost always said, and even to his alumni, guys that leave, whatever, he's like, hey, you guys, this is your home. If mm-hmm. you ever want to come get work, if you ever want to do anything in the indoor, anything like that, you're welcome to. This is where mm-hmm. y'all, you know, came up. So I probably went back maybe a year after the event happened. Not even a year, probably like six, seven months after the event happened. And I was in the indoor. Obviously, I was vlogging and I was kicking, minding my own business, just getting work in. Somebody came in there. One of the fucking administrators walked through there. He sees me at the corner of his eye, and I see him pull out his phone and do this and just walk Jeez. out. So you're so like, damn, what the dealing fuck? Dealing with a catering. Yes, really get uh, super Karen. So like 10 minutes later, four cops pull up. Wow. They're police. like, hey, the yeah, police. They're like, hey, what are you doing in here? I'm like, oh, I'm just training, just working out. Like uh, we had a complaint. We, we was told to get you out of here. I was like, what do you mean? Coach Frost said that it's a policy. You could come in as a former knight, whatever. Come get some work in, whatever. They're like, nah, those rules don't apply. We had a complaint and we're going to write you up for trespassing. If you ever come back here, you will go to jail. That's so wild to me. So I was like, bro. what the fuck? Like, That's this crazy. This is how man. y'all treat me, bro? I got a question. I, I got see a why question. he didn't pay fees. I got what a question. Fees? <laughs> I don't call it snitching. Who was it? Uh, his name was Andy Seeley. Andy Seeley? Yeah. You, Andy. sir, you suck in life. Well, Andy Seeley. That's crazy. <laughs> is, he still, is he still there? Nah, he's gone. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this, bro, because I, I feel like I, I had like a similar situation, mm-hmm. like something like that, bro. Like, don't, don't let one individual. Yeah, I ain't tripping. Like, it's it's way better now. You know I've saying? been back since. Exactly. You know what's crazy is that now they embrace me. Now they got a new coaching staff, Coach Malzan, great coach. He's like, hey, man, we want you to come in here. We love what you do. We love what you stand for. You're like the face of NIL. You think you come in, speak to the kids, teach them how to build a brand, teach them about social media and everything. In the back of my head, I'm like, oh, now nah, y'all motherfuckers want to come around. Sound familiar, don't yeah. it? Sound, but yeah. I went through, <laughs> okay. you know, I, I hung out with them, spent the day with them, filmed some content there. It's so crazy now they embrace me and they let me on the sidelines to film videos during their games. That's wild, huh? So it's crazy. You know, you know what you turn. should do, right? What? You got to charge them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, seriously. You were you putting that you stuff. Know. Yeah. Dude, look, yeah. you study marketing. Yeah. So now, so it seems like it went from we don't want you to get paid for mm-hmm. posting this content to we want free services yeah. for you posting content. So what I did is, is like you said, I'm a marketer. I got to show the effects of my product first. Mm-hmm. And me filming, me going there, making videos. I got millions of views. Now a lot of people look at UCF, they like it. Now if they want me there again, it's going to be a price tag attached. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. A little smart businessman here. Businessman, I like man. it. It's crazy though, because it, it, it makes you think of how you, how you talked about the head coach. Like mm-hmm. all the coaches just turned around and flipped it on you. Yep, yep. And, you know, it's kind of like you go back and like, look at me now, coach. You ever you ever dealt with that anything? Because I got something to get off my chest on this one. I'm gonna bring bro. it back. <laughs> it, it, that's exactly how. What happened, bro? Business of football is. I ain't gonna speak on my situation, but I I definitely had a situation yeah. similar to that. You I'll say it to my high school counselor. She told me I would be I could own my tire shop, uh, my own tire changing shop, in Coffee County, bro. That man said mm-hmm. our own tire shop. Tire uh, my shop. own tire shop, <laughs> like. Wheels on the bus. Wheels on the bus go round and round. That's what she told me. (laughs) That's what she told me, bro. And it's like, it's insane how life works, right? Because those same individuals, it's not that they don't believe in you. I think they truly believe in you. They just don't want to see you succeed, right? But then when you succeed and you come back around, hey, man, we believed in you. We We so proud of you. Right, right. You hear it all the time, right? We proud of you. And not one time did they say that. When you were actually You know there. how many times I heard that when I went back to UCF? In the back of my head, I was like, man, y'all motherfuckers. Y'all know me, man. It was the same motherfucker standing mm-hmm. on, on the other side of the mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. It's funny, though, because like I went back and I almost got in a fight with this alumni dude. We was up watching a game or whatever, and I guess he had a few drinks. And I'm just sitting there watching the game, and I'm filming. And he just started kind of talking shit. And I'm sitting looking around like, who this nigga talking mm-hmm. to? He's like, you, Delahaye, you fucking left us. You picked your dumbass YouTube channel over the night nation blah. I'm like, nigga, it's not that serious. Security had to get him. He tried to press me. 
Security had to get him and escort him out and stuff, but I guess he was salty about my decision. And me it sound like you finna get yeah. your ass whooped by him and Antonio Brown. Ooh, Watch out. Ooh, Ooh. A.B. Ooh. A.B. 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 You want, you want me to jump into that? Man, that, let's just jump on into it. Situation. Let's just jump on it. <laughs> that's a whole nother situation. Let's just jump on into it, man. Yeah. Mr. Silver Cap. Interesting out. story. That's crazy, bro. Interesting. Yeah, story, tell us about man. that, bro. Like, I mean, since we on the yeah. topic of it, man, tell us what happened between. To you be and honest, AB. yeah, when AB was finna beat you up, because not just what happened between them, but when he threatened AB to, was but I don't know. If yeah, was. when when he was finna whoop your ass, he threatened to, but I don't know if he was. If he would have put a hand on me, hey, check would have been coming my way. But anyways, Ooh. anyways, a blue check. Yeah, nah, yeah, a blue check. Blue, a blue face check. <laughs> <laughs> nah, obviously, like I looked up to Antonio Brown. Uh, I thought he was one of the most electrifying receivers in the game. Mm-hmm. I always love watching him play. I always love watching his highlights. Obviously, he had a very successful career. Mm-hmm. So I know there was a time where he was trying to kind of get on social media. And he reached out. He's like, yo, bro, I like your stuff. Yo, son, my sons be watching your content. Like, let's link up. So I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, AB trying to fuck with me. That's hard. That's big. That's, that's, huge, yeah, bro. that's right. huge. That's one of the right. best receivers in the bro, game. That's right. Right. I got to right. pull up, huh? That's right. huge. So came out. Um, he invited me to his crib. He had a workout going on. I told him we could get a workout in, and then, I don't know, just vibe at the crib, whatever. So, he invites me uh, to his workout. We work out at the field. We shoot a couple videos. I actually tried to guard him one-on-one. And How that went? He certified. He cold. Mm-hmm. He nice. And he was in pads, and I was just in shorts, and he was still kicking me. Mm. But that shows to how great his skills are. Um, mm-hmm. We hung out. We did content, whatever. Um, he even invited me back to his crib. We kicked it back. He was trying to get his YouTube channel started, so he – had me sit down with him and kind of break down everything. We sat in his office for like 30 minutes, an hour, just talking about the YouTube, this and that and that. And then um, he started going through all his shit. And I kind of spoke about, I made a video speaking of how I met him and how I see all the shit going down in the media. I was around him. I was in his personal space. I was around his family, his friends, all that. And that's not the AB I saw. Right. I feel like the media is kind of painting him in a bad light. Right. But at the beginning of the video, I addressed all the things that they were saying. So I feel mm-hmm. like one of his boys that be around him, they watched the first three, four minutes of the video, and there was a hottest nigga destroying on the internet talking shit about you. When the whole rest of the shit was me defending him, right. kind of standing mm-hmm. up for him. So after that, he just, I don't know, he was already going through shit. I guess he had something loose in his head. So he started going on social media talking crack, talking reckless, talking crazy. He's like, destroying you, put up to my crib. Uninvited, you put up my workout filming. You can't put the AB likeness in your name in your videos. I'm gonna sue you for copyright and fragment. I don't know what the fucking fragment is. Yeah, me neither. I gotta pause you. You a lawyer? I'm a lawyer. What is what is a fragment, sir? I can get Black's Law Dictionary. That word is not in there. (laughs) Sounds like a fucking grenade or something. (laughs) I don't know what that That, shit is. That word is not in there. Maybe even just fueled by anger. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he he meant infringement. And fragment. He went on Instagram Live in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Destroying. I'm gonna sue you. Copyright fragment. You can't use the AB likeness. So me, I'm a content creator. I add a few to the fire. Yeah, technically, he yeah. has a point. You can't use his likeness. Yeah, but if he okay's it though, he invites me to the workout. It's like you saying we could film YouTube videos. You bring me here, we go to the field, you're in front of my camera, interact with my camera, talking to my camera, I post a video, then right. you get upset. You say, I can't use that. What I would say this before. Let me know, Lord. Mr. What Hill do you think? would approve that. We would have to look at that contract yeah, and no, make sure of he's getting some percent off that. YouTube of course, post. of course. But that wasn't, spe- that wasn't <laughs> spoken <laughs> he, of he before. He didn't say that. He didn't, <laughs> no, say he that didn't do that. No, there was none of that before. No, there was no type of agreement, no uh-huh. nothing. He said, pull up, let's do the YouTube shit, teach me how you do it and whatnot, and then, you know, whatever, smooth. I'm thinking we about to make more content together, this and that. But mm-hmm. that was kind of the end of it, bro. Um, he started going online, talking shit. Logan Paul was kind of throwing fuel on his fire, trying to box him and stuff at the time. So he was talking shit, trying to box me as well. He said he was going to sue me. He said so much shit. And you know me. I, I like to instigate So as well. why don't you box him then? Because yeah, you just said he tried to box you. I'm not a boxer. What you mean you're not a boxer? Me, I'm not a boxer. I've never stepped train. in the ring before. All, you can all train. these YouTubers out here boxing, bro. Like yeah. you don't think I would have done it? I I know I'm confident in my abilities, but I don't think it's worth you it. You athletic, really. you strong. I don't think it's worth it really. Destroying Nate Nate Destroying. Come on, man. What's that nigga name? Nate Robinson. He's athletic. He's strong. And well, to him? let's speak Sweet on him. Music, let's, nigga. let's speak Sweet on him. Sweet Chin Music, nigga. Let's speak on him. Like, it's, it's safe to say just because you come music. from a certain area don't mean you got hands. Exactly. Like, let's be That's clear. True. 
That's true. That, that, that's what happened. Nate got punched in the back of his head some kind of way. I don't know how you get punched <laughs> in the like, back of your head in a boxing match. I feel like he got you paid know, off. You get hit something. behind your ear, man. That throw your balance off. Your equilibrium is jacked up. But how yeah. he's facing him, how do like you he got hit paid him off, over bro. his head like that? I think he threw like an overhand right or something, <laughs> and it just went behind the end. It was he ugly. Was, he was assed up. It was ugly. But you said he tried to ugly. box you, right? You said you're not a boxer. But I, I got I I to bring you back to your culture and your upbringing. Bring me back. Right? You've endured so much mm-hmm. adversity. Mm-hmm. What makes you think you couldn't box? You I couldn't could. learn it to the point where you went from playing organized kickball. Yeah. I got yeah, you. Put some respect on to bro. to oh football when you were fourteen. Yeah, you started being a punter, kickoff. Yeah, doing all of this. That boy know it all, boy. You been and you got a scholarship on it, yes, sir. What makes you think you saying you just you just saying you're not a fighter? What no, makes you think I, I you can't train no, I definitely and get know I in the can. ring? I definitely know I can. I've thrown punches at the mid a couple of times. I've been around some homies who do box, and they said my hands look good. But obviously it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of mm-hmm. focus, a lot of dedication, and it's something that I don't want to shift my focus to and neglect a lot of other things. I have an amazing brand right now. That that I'm growing. Be strong. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. He he's an athlete. He he's an athlete. Yeah, but, but, but you got to understand, Nate Robinson was an athlete. Nothing against you, Nate. Yeah. But you got messed up. Yeah. Look, <laughs> Robinson is an yeah. athlete. So you mean to tell me, you're a businessman. Yes, sir. If the check is right. Come on, Floyd. I'm Jake right. Paul. Come on, Logan Floyd. Paul. If the check is right, right? Yeah. And they can get AB on the other side, you wouldn't box him. They get they put you down for 2023. You got at least eight, nine months of training. It's a decision I got to weigh. The timing got to be right. The check got to be right. My preparation got to be right. And I'd be open to talking about it. I'd be open to hearing the offer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be open to that. All right. So let's say it happened. Who wins? Shit. Mm. I'm betting on myself. 10 times yeah. out of 10. Always. That's what I'm talking about. Three man. rounds. How many That's rounds? AB win. Zero. Mm. Does he go to sleep? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, again, it, it goes to my preparation. I don't know how my hands is. I don't know where you got to hit niggas to knock them out and shit. But hey, <laughs> I'm going to win that motherfucker. So what you is? So what you think you is? So you think you're a striker or you more fundamental? Uh, I don't know. I've never stepped in a boxing ring, bro. I've never done no type of boxing. You've been uh, in a fight before, ain't hey? I'm yeah. not even a fighter. I fought like in middle school and shit, but never. definitely don't count. Yeah, yeah I know it doesn't. I, I ain't really a fighter, bro. I'm the type of person who's kind of, I ain't going to say I'm pussy, but I'm going to talk my way out of things. I know there's better ways to settle things in a fight. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what is fighting doing, though? What is fighting doing, though? I mean, it's what not, is that? So well, on the boxing not, level, it's, it's not, entertainment. It, it, yeah, it's not really yeah, it's fighting. It's entertainment. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Just it's entertainment. But again, like I said, if that check right, circumstance right, the situation right. Say if the money right, you If the bread right, I'm going. That's what I'm talking about. So you can look at that camera right now and say if the bread is right. I need you to look at that camera. I looked at it when I said it. And you will look at that camera and say that whole line. Why y'all niggas trying to set me up? We ain't trying we to just ask that. <laughs> we just asking. If the bread is right, if the circumstance is right, if the situation is right, and if I make that decision, I will box AP. He turned his head a little bit. And who will win? That. The camera over there. Huh? Who wins that who, fight? Who wins if you fight AB? You and AB. What's that? I don't know what that is. You don't know what this is? You ain't seen Jameis eating these? I don't do that kind of stuff, brother. Oh, yeah. Lawyer. James Winston eating the W's. W's, bro. Come, Come on, on, bro. W's, man. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. It's I can't doing, be involved yeah. in that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, sir. Yeah. So you win yeah. that fight. Three rounds. Easy work. I think so. Mm. This man's a boxer. Tyree, we got to see you in the kicker. ring, though. When I'm done, yeah. Well, who you who you, who you? you trying to box? Who you trying to get in I'm the going room? at Jake Paul, dog. I'm Ooh. going at the top, dog. Jake Paul's going to sleep your ass. I feel like going to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna argue with you like what? what? Russell, I'm tired anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, if that check right, what you just said? If that check right, I'm off in the I'm I'm going to I'm sleep. God. There is yes. I've been offered boxing matches and stuff before, mm-hmm. but it just again I feel like there's so much more for me to lose and win. I feel like I've developed such a brand of respect and everything in the industry that. If I was to box, what am I getting out of that? You know what I'm See, I, that's the same way I feel about if I race these slow-ass dudes in the NFL, bro. Ooh. Like, Ooh. If, if I race these slow-ass dudes shit, in the NFL, bro, mm. like, they have nothing to lose. They have nothing, nothing right? to lose. I could, I could slip on the start, and they could win. Lord knows a bad situation, they could win, you know, mm-hmm. so... They they have nothing to, they lose. Have nothing to lose. I have nothing to gain because I clearly know I'm faster than everybody in the league. I know that. So I'm going at the top dog, Usain Bolt. I'm mm. calling him out. Where you mm. at? Usain Bolt. Which camera I'm at? Mm. Usain Bolt. I'm coming for your ass, mm. boy. 
Oh man, Grandpa, mm. stop playing bingo. Oh, come face the cheetah, dog. Oh. I'm here. Hey, maybe he feel the same way though. He I'm doesn't. going against the fastest in the world. He doesn't feel the same. What come does on, he bro. have to lose? He doesn't have to. Come on, he bro. Feel the same I'm the fastest in the league, though. Hey, he's in the, the fastest league. in the Guh. world. Geek, world, dog. Eight billion. I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing. You know the funny thing about You know the funny thing about that is, to Tyreek's point, media went crazy after Pro Bowl that race. Oh yeah, wait. What's his name? I uh, got a plan, nah. You know I got a plan. I know, bro. Like, like bro. What happened? What happened? I'm, I started like, what happened with your mama? You know, what I'm saying? like, <laughs> oh, bro, clearly like, the the man came to do the Pro Bowl events, and that was it. He I got my chick. That, I got my chick. <laughs> you see on. what I'm saying? Like, like, why they would you? Know. Why would you? Yeah. You know, exert all of your energy and mm. prove what everyone already knows. Hey, they already know what. Well, they already know what's it's not a is. mystery. Like you've had so many people come forward and say, "I will beat him. I will beat him." If you feel like you would beat him, race him. I mean, it, gambling is illegal, but it just depends on what state we depends do it what in. Depends what state, man. Depends <laughs> on what state we do it in. Go to Vegas. And now we talk. If you really want, go to it, Vegas. I'm he will you. give it to you for come the on. right price. DK Metcalf. I called him out. Give mm. it to you. Where you at? I'm in I just I'm in a boot. I'm mm. in a boot. I don't see mm. a man, like, bro. Beating you. Talking cash. I don't see him beating you. What he said he eat on a daily basis, gummy bears and gummy worms and Skittles and drink coffee. I'm going to sit back in my chair. I don't see him beating you. I'm going to sit back in my chair now. All right? We're going to talk more. D, dog. All right, so D, so let's get back to you, dog. Let's get back to you. I had to get that off my chest. I had to get that off my chest. You left UCF, obviously chose your career, which I personally think, and I think we all can agree that was the best decision you could have made. Great choice. Great choice. Because you got freedom of – Anything you want to do, yes, sir. Right, but living, life, yeah, yeah, living, living life. <laughs> so, has any NFL team mm. ever reached out to you mm. to say, "Hey, we know you got a leg"? I think everybody in America knows that. Like, I guarantee they've watched your YouTube videos, mm. right? Right. Has any NFL team ever reached out, scout anybody? Like, hey, we want to at least get you to the tryouts. Like, just come out, Never. let us look at you, because we Never. know you played professionally once, Never. right? Mm-hmm. I went to the CFL, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it has it never, NFL team never reached out to me. Mm. Even the whole CFL thing, I just went to a bullshit tryout just to make content. She was there with me, and next thing you know, the next day they call me like, "Wow, you got a great leg. We want to bring you into training camp and stuff." But mm. NFL team has never reached out, bro. I, I feel like that's crazy for a few reasons. One, they might see the social media thing, and they may feel like, you know, this guy is a kicker. He's going to come in here and cause a distraction. Maybe he has a huge ego. Maybe. He's just a YouTube guy. Maybe he edits his videos. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But I've even been on live stream events with House Highlights. I did a field goal competition. And I went nine for nine all the way back up to 67 yards. So, like, mm-hmm. the leg is proven. The leg mm-hmm. is there. I yeah, do this. I, but I don't. Organized kickball, man. I wonder it, what the it, problem it is, me. though. Like, I wonder what the problem is. Like, as know. good as he is, right. as athletic as he is, I, I wonder why an NFL team has yet I to I feel like they've, they've kind of been uh, scared away as well because of my decision. Obviously, I chose my social media, my brand, over my football career. And you know how the GMs and head coaches and the owners, if this guy is not about football, if he don't live, sleep, eat, breathe football – then he don't love the game enough to play for us. So like me, maybe that's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you where you are, bro. And and I got to give you props for that. But with me, I, I realized that, yeah, playing the game was my dream. Yeah, I want to play in the league. Sadly, if my fans watching, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. That dream is over for me. If it happens, great. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't happen, I don't mind. I feel like I'm still very involved in the game, and I feel like I'm still inspiring. I'm still motivating. Man. I'm still working. That's and real. there's a lot more people that. See my story and see what I do and realize that mm-hmm. it's more to the game than just playing on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. I have not played a down of football in how many years, but I mm-hmm. feel like, no offense to you or anyone, but I feel like I'm one of the more impactful people in the sport. So there's more to it than just playing the game, man. I inspire a lot more people. I help a lot of more people with my content, what I do, than showing up on Sundays with a name on my back. So... What would be an ideal team for you if you were to get picked up? Mm. Who would you want to see yourself kicking for? Mm. I always have my eyes on the Dolphins because I love mm. Florida. I'm from Florida. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you got some connects or something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. The Dolphins. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I'll kick a good, and I'm and I'm the backup kicker. So oh, no if you the backup kicker, yeah. there's no way you win. It's, it's definitely job. a job for me, though. Come, yeah. hey. Come on, bro. 
Honestly, to be honest, I, I don't have no preference. I've mm-hmm. never even had like a team growing up or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Preferably nowhere too cold. Um, but honestly, anywhere that would have given me the opportunity, I would have gone with. That's yeah. love. Yeah. So, aside from being the face of the new NIL deals, because mm-hmm. you are the face of it, no matter Appreciate what anybody that. tells you, you're definitely the face of it. Been an amazing kicker, YouTuber, mm-hmm. whatever. You got a lot of stuff going on, right? Sure. Where do you see social media in the future? Where do you see it going? Mm. Because it's taking over so much. Yeah. Like I know we talked earlier about, you know, cable. Yeah. Right? Nobody no really more, has yeah, cable, right? No Everybody more. has the fire stick. So where do yeah. you see social media going in the next 10, 15 years? Because you're so mm. relevant and so big on social media. Like, do you see social media and content based yeah. um influencers and platforms? Taking over, dang them mainstream yeah. television and media. I feel like anything. I can't predict exactly where it's going to go because even in the last fifty years alone, I've been doing this for six years, and mm-hmm. I couldn't have predicted I was going to be in this position. But mm-hmm. I can't predict where it's going to go. But I just know social media runs the world right now. Oh yeah, social media sure. is at the forefront of marketing. It's at the forefront of every company's like business decisions. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's how you spread the word. That's how you make your brand known by people. Um, right. I don't know. Social media is going to keep doing its thing, bro. Um, a lot of businesses are realizing that influencers and YouTubers and TikTokers and Instagram people are the new celebrities. We are mm-hmm. like the we are the ones that kids look up to nowadays. Right. If you go to any kid nowadays, you ask them, what do you want to do when you grow up? Well, I want to be a YouTuber. That's like the number one job that everyone wants mm-hmm. to do. So they're putting a lot of advertising dollars in the social media influencers. Now it's going to be influencers in movies, on TV shows, making their own I don't know if you you know Mr. Beast, right? Yeah. He's an amazing example Bro. of the power of social media. Mr. Beast. Bro. Not only not only do his videos get hundreds of millions, millions of views, of views. Mm-hmm. but even beyond that, he's an amazing businessman. He's used his audience and everything he's doing to grow businesses and create businesses, create IP, just be the entrepreneur. He could put down the YouTube shit right now and be just as good tomorrow because of the businesses he's building. So mm-hmm. I feel like social media is going to keep being at the forefront of business, and shit, it's going to be even... But More he, in people's faces. Was, Mr. Beast was on YouTube when it first started, though. No, he wasn't. He wasn't? No. <laughs> bro, he no, had to, bro. No, he wasn't. Him, no, he PewDiePie. Wasn't. Hell no, he wasn't. What was Mr. Beast probably been YouTubing for like four, five years. And he has that many subs? Yeah. Because he's been dedicated. The thing with guys like him, Eric, Ryan Trahan, like they... Like PewDiePie? Pew, yeah, PewDiePie, he's kind of just an, a machine now. But like guys like the ones I mentioned, just like you... They live, sleep, eat, breathe YouTube. They're willing to sacrifice everything for YouTube. They'll do whatever it takes to get the next big, biggest, best piece of content. Right. That Dedication. Boy, that boy get like 200 M's on that. Yeah. He goes I'm, still, I'm still recalling dial-up internet. Y'all dumb. talking about Oh, yeah. I remember that, too. Yeah. But nah, it's like a lot of guys, they dedicate their life to it, and that's why they have such success. So, Mr. Beast, he's one of them. He's going crazy. He's done videos of him. Saying Logan Paul name a hundred thousand times, literally watching paint dry. This man has sat and put his body. Recently, he did a video where he tried to go without eating for thirty days. He didn't do the whole thirty days, but he did twelve. But think of that: you don't you put your body through hell and don't eat any Shit. food, no water for twelve whole days I for just, some views. I just got hungry just about. Well, what? Brand right. <laughs> need to go on uh, naked and afraid. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> real. So they, and obviously it's not just like the crazy ideas they help, but like them guys have studied the algorithm, have studied like the analytics and the behind the scenes of YouTube and how it operates and how it works, how to market your videos, uh, a certain amount of watch time, like the pace of your videos, the editing, the visuals, like everything. Mr. Beast invests millions of dollars into making his content. So that's why he has as much success as he does. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So does it bring you satisfaction Knowing that, you know, your sacrifice of using losing your, your scholarship to UCF has now paved the way for these these, these oh, bro, new it, athletes. It brings me so to be much able joy. To secure, you know, NIL deals. It brings me so much joy. Every time I hear about an athlete getting a new deal or anything like that, it, it makes me happy because I've been through all that. I realize what it takes and I realize what they were given back in the days. We ain't make no bread. We put our bodies online every single day. Right. Every tackle, every hit, every everything. It's like going through car crash over and over and over. And these schools don't really care about you like that. If you're not producing, if you're not doing nothing, well, have a good day. You know, 
Uh, so it makes me happy. I see what they're doing. There's dudes getting millions of dollars, $8 million to commit to Tennessee and whatnot, and mm. they're getting paid. They're Listen, getting bro, Lamborghini, mm. NIL deals. But think about it, though. These kids work their whole entire life. Bro. Exactly. These and colleges make billions it. of dollars they off their it. name. So yep. it's about time. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of was glorified slaves back in the day. So now they're making bread. They're doing their thing. So I'm, sure. I'm extremely happy. I'm glad that I had to take the L so that, and this really wasn't an L at all. So that my fellow brothers and sisters in the NCAA could take this W. You took one for the team, bro. Took one for the team. You took one for the yeah. team, man. But anyways, dog, I just want to say thank you, man. Mm-hmm. You Appreciate know, y'all having me, man. For coming on the show, bro. Absolutely. Keep serving your purpose, bro. Appreciate because like that, you said, bro, to me, bro, the kids know who you are. You know, mm-hmm. you are a huge role model in the community. a lot, bro. In every city you go to, man, keep touching those kids. Keep touching those young men, dog. Sir, it's sir, because it's, it's love, very man. important, dog. You know, like you get a chance to travel the world and you get a chance to like hold these events, you know, to keep those kids off the streets for for mm-hmm. that day, you know. So that's real motivation, bro. So shout love, out to man. you, shout out to your team. Appreciate mm-hmm. y'all having me, bro. That means a lot. I don't do many podcasts, it's probably my second podcast ever in my life. Right, and what better podcast to come on than the Cheetah Podcast? And the Cheetah oh, Podcast, man. man, it needed to be said. Hey, be said. before we go though, I know you got something to tell AB. So look in that camera and tell him <laughs> one more time what That's you right. telling, man. AB, if that bread right. right, boy, if the circumstance right, bring that check. I'm gonna catch that W. Hey, AB, you heard him right here. AB, Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye West, you are no more been on dog. Huh? Bring Cam K with you too. Cheetah out, baby. Oh. Need to be said. <laughs> Okay, let it be known. I'm working hard when I ain't on the phone. This ain't a hunt, this ain't a phone. Grind never stopping, I'm keeping it cold. Unlocking the door with the holy key. You supposed to be this close to me, and hopefully you understand. G.O.D. made me this cold, and I'm talking like no degree.